Welcome to our class on Chassidus. We're going to be learning another beautiful Chassidic discourse from the Rebbe. The name of the Chassidic discourse is called V'chol Ha'om Royim. The Rebbe said this Chassidic discourse on Shabbos Parshas Yisroi. That year, it was a 17th day in the month of Shvat, in the year Tavshin Mem Dalid, exactly 40 years ago. So again, the Chassidic discourse is based on the verse in this week's Torah portion where it says, V'chal ha'am, and all the people, Royim as they saw the voices, V'shalapidim, and the tremendous uh, flames, V'shkoyla shoifer, and the sound of the shofar, V'shahara ashon, and the whole mountain was full of smoke, and then it says, V'yar ha'am, v'yanu, the people saw, and they trembled, V'yamdu mirochayk, and they stood back. That's the verse in this week's Torah portion. Shabbat said it's known the different questions that are pointed out by the different Chabad Rabbeim throughout the generations, and also an Hasidic discourse with this title of Achala Om Royim, which was said a hundred years before in the year Tafresh Mem Dalid. So now it'd be 140 years later. And he says the question he asks is What's these <coughs> big voices? In other words, we know everything that Hashem told us in Matan Torah when we received the Torah, they're simple ideas. Don't kill. Um, the, all the other commandments, uh, not, to, not to say false witnesses, it's seemingly simple ideas. And matter of fact, even if the Torah wouldn't have given us these commandments, as a side, we have to instill laws. And like it says clearly in the Talmud, in Tracted Ervin, that if, if God didn't give us the Torah, we would learn laws of modesty from, uh, from, from a cat and so on and so forth. So the question is again, what's this whole big noise about these commandments? In that Hasidic discourse of the Rebbe Rashab, he continues on, and as if you're going to say the reason why it's such a this tremendous noise of giving of the Torah is because we know that because it says in the Talmud that someone that's commanded to do a mitzvah is much greater than someone that's not commanded. Why? Because when you're commanded to do something, all of a sudden the Eitzhahara tells you not to do it. First, you voluntarily do something. It's a nice thing. It's beautiful. There was no resistance. But if the, and let's even say if that's the case. That's why the whole noise is because now we have a commandment. Now there's resistance. But nevertheless, what's the point of the tremendous uh, 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 noise and uh, and it was so awesome, etc. Not in Torah. And and again, the fact is, they're, they're simple commandments. Those, even if it was something that we're commanded on, also the Rebbe says that um, he, he points out when it says in Chazal that when Hashem said Anoichi. I, Hashem, so what happened was, everyone felt that Hashem was personally talking to him, to that individual. And that's why it actually says, Anoichi, Hashem Alekech, I am God, your God, in a singular way, and you're saving all the other commandments, because it was like, even though Hashem was talking to everybody, but everybody felt it was a personal message to each and everyone that was hearing it. So the question is, what is this whole idea that Hashem made it in a way that everyone <coughs> felt that Hashem was talking to that person individually. Now, in the, in the continuation of that Hasidic discourse, the Chalom Royim, which was said a hundred years before the Rebbe said, it means 140 years ago in the year Tafresh Amdalad. So, you don't have in the uh, in the uh, manuscripts the continuation of the Hasidic discourse. But the Rebbe says you could understand the the continuation what the, what the Rebbe is going to try to bring out based on what is explained in other Hasidic discourses and other Hasidic discourses even from the Rebbe Rashab himself. 
and um, also the Hasidic discourses from, from the previous Rebbeim that this Hasidic discourse is based on, like for example, in the Hasidic discourse of the Tzamech Tzedek, the third Chabad Rebbe, the Mittler Rebbe, the second Chabad Rebbe, up until if we trace it back, what, to the Alter Rebbe. So what, what, what's the idea? And okay, so saying, even though it's not, we don't have the end of the discourse, the one this was based on, but, but they're all based on previous ones, and over there they explain as follows. And the, the kernel of the idea they explain is, and they can explain in different discourse of the previous Rebbeim, and especially of the Rebbe Rashab. So he says over there as follows. What is the whole idea what is the idea of Matan Torah? Hashem gave us a Torah. What does that mean? Hashem gave us a Torah. It wasn't just He gave us a book, you know, a history book or law book, etc. Matan Torah means Hashem gave us. It means He allowed that His essence, the essence of Hashem, was drawn down. In the words of Kabbalah, Hamshachas Haatzmos Begilui, the essence of Hashem got drawn down in a revealed way. Obviously, it points out as much as we're able to receive. But from Hashem's perspective, Matan Torah means the essence of Hashem is allowing Himself to be fully revealed. That's Matan Torah. And how did this, how did this, how did this transpire that Hashem allows it to be fully revealed? That happened when Hashem gave us a Torah. Why is that? Because we know when Hashem gave us a Torah, so up until Matan Torah, heavens were heavens, that was God's domain, and the physical world was the physical world, that was man's domain. But what happened was at Matan Torah, Hashem broke that barrier. And, and, what, and, and he allowed Hashem to come down into this world, means Hashem to be revealed, and for us to elevate this world. And as we know, that Hashem started the process. So it knows what is Matan Torah all about? Breaking the barriers. There is no barriers. And Hashem, the essence of Hashem, allows Himself to be revealed. And therefore, the essence of, the, of God was revealed all over the place. And that's why, because this is the essence of Matan Torah, where basically Hashem allowed the essence to be revealed, that's why if you look at the commandments, they're simple things. Why? Because Matan Torah affected that the essence of Hashem should be felt all over, even in simple things. Even in something materialistic, like for example, don't kill, don't cheat. When you don't kill because it says so on the Torah, or you don't cheat, or you don't steal, or you don't be a false witness, or on the positive side you do positive things, you're literally bringing the essence of God and godliness into the physical world. And on the contrary, where do you, where do you see that you're able to bring down the essence of God, specifically in a low place, which again, low we mean where God is concealed. And it's a place where God is so concealed. And like it's explained in many, many Hasidic discourses, and especially from the middle of the Rebbe, the, first, the, third, uh, the second Chabad Rebbe, that something that higher it is, it goes down even lower. So in the lowest places where God is concealed, that's where you're able to connect on the deepest level with the essence of Hashem. And that's why Matan Torah was given on simple physical things. Why? Because the goal is to bring in the essence of Hashem in the lowest, again, lower, we don't mean physical, we mean spiritually lower, and in simplicity. A, in, gen- in the general world, in other words, and the, in, so to speak, in the lowest world, and the same thing also in the lowest world, in the most simplest things. So if you're looking for God, and you're looking for the most powerful part of God, 
look in simple places. You don't have to go, you know, to mountains. You don't have to go do big meditation. In the simplest activities and a simple physical world, you can find the essence of God. And you can say, and that's why when it, when Hashem gave the Torah, it says by Yedabra Lakimas called God spoke these words saying, you know, it says by Yedabra God spoke, and it's an extra word lema. What does it mean saying? You know, what he means to say is that the materialistic world, the physical world, the place where God is concealed, is able to see, say and connect to godliness. Why? Because the essence of God came down into the materialistic, into, into, into the materialistic physical world. And based on the explains on a footnote, you can say, you can explain what the Yalkut says that we said before, that every single person said, Hashem is talking to me. Why? Because everybody felt Hashem in their soul. And we, we, how, did they, how did everyone feel? Every single individual felt that Hashem was talking personally to him. That's because since Hashem drew down the essence of the infinite light of Hashem, and that's why it penetrated to the point that everyone felt, wow, Hashem is talking to me. And that's why it says everyone saw. And, and what happened when they all saw? They, 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 they trembled and they stood back. Why? Because that was almost like a, a, a vessel to prepare yourself to allow the essence, the absence, the essence of Hashem to come within you. Why is that? Because in order that the essence of Hashem should be able to get, come down and be revealed in Matan Torah, in other words, even though we really cannot be a vessel for the infinite light because we're finite. How come you're a vessel? But you have to somehow create a, a vessel and prepare yourself for the revelation of the infinite part of Hashem, the essence of Hashem. How do we do that? By taking away things that block and ple- things that conceal and things that create drama and static, it doesn't allow for the energy to flow w- w- within you. And so there gives an example, he says like this, we know it's explained elsewhere that there's something which is called in Kabbalah, I'll say it in Hebrew and I'll translate it, Isarusa de la'ela. What does Isarusa de mean? It means it's an awakening from above. There's something which is called Isarusa de la'ela, when we get inspired. Isarusa means awakening, the la'ela, we, for comes from us. And then there's an awakening from above, God, so to speak, throws you a gift. So it's explained as three different types of awakening from above. One type is that before you get inspired, Hashem somehow, like you know, sends you like uh, from from a gift that he that he in, inspires you that you should wake up. So the first thing is called Isarusalayla, which comes before Isarusalatata. Means God wakens you up before you wake up. That's the first type. The second second awakening from above is after you get inspired, then God sends you a gift, another greater inspiration. So again, so so far we had two. One is the first one is God inspires you and then you get inspired. The second one is after you get inspired, obviously God gives you inspiration. But then there's something which is called a, an inspiration that has nothing to do with you're going to be inspired, you were inspired, it's just out of the blue. The light, the light goes on, and you feel such some, like a, a powerful spiritual connection to, to God. That's called a serusa la'ela, which has no connection to your your avodah. So, again, to, to recap, there's three types of serusa la'ela. One is comes before you do your work. One is after you do your work, and one has something to do with your work. It's just a gift from Hashem. Now, so we all love that one, right? We want number three. We want the one that Hashem sends the gift to be inspired. But the fact is, a rule, and it says Hashem does not. Uh, rest rest in a place which is not complete. 
Kaddish Baruch Hu Lo Yishaya El Abatar Shlim. Hashem needs a complete vessel. If it's a broken vessel, how can Hashem rest in there? In other words, so in order that um, that, that that you should be able to receive that gift from Hashem, which comes out of the blue, just out of nowhere, you need to have a place that is considered complete. In other words, it's not that the complete place draws it down. In other words, it's just that it comes from the, from nowhere. You need to be the vessel, not that the vessel causes it to happen. So the same thing also. So so that's so so in other words, they're using this as an analogy, just like to, to get this tremendous gift, you just need to have the vessel. The same thing also on a higher level when it comes down to drawing down the essence of Hashem. So so in order to create a, a vehicle and a place that the essence of Hashem should be able to rest, you have to take away anything that's blocking it. You have to take away any 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 craziness, any confusion, any drama, any negativity, any disunity, etc. You have to create a healthy space, a, 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 a raw organic space. Why? Because Hashem does not rest in a place which is not complete. And so, so what created that space that Hashem was able to come down? The essence of Hashem could come down. So that's the spiritual work where it says in the verse, Vayar ha'am, the people said, Vayanu, they trembled. Vayam de they stood aback, which means they created that empty, healthy, complete space that the essence of Hashem could rest within it. And ever says, we'll understand this based on what is explained in the Hasidic discourse with the same title of the Cholom Royim of the year, Tafresh Ayin Hay, which is part of the classic Hasidic discourse of Tafresh Ayin Bays. And over there, the Rebbe Hashab explains very powerfully in a very, very deep way. And he says that before any creation, before anything is created, you have to create an empty space. Like just like for example, in order to have revelation, you have to have symptom, you have to have contraction. So anytime you want to create revelation, anytime you want to create something new, you have to create an empty space. Without an empty space, you can't create anything new. And so that's the whole idea of the trembling that took place by all the voices and the and and the, and the thunder that took that, that took place in Matan Torah, and which affected by Yad, that the people saw and they trembled and they trembled. What 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 does, what does that mean? That created the vacuum. That created the empty space before the creation so that we can have in Hebrew it's called bittel we can have the acceptance so that we can receive the essence of Hashem which happened in Matan Torah as we see that the, the, cre- the creation of the empty space and the creation of the emptiness and the creation of humility that creates a, a preparation and a vessel to, to, be, to be able to draw down the essence of Hashem which ultimately that is the ultimate and true um, existence that exists and he continues on the Chassidic discourse of Rebbe Rashab in the year Tafresh Beis, and this is also connected to the the last exile, last exile that we're in, which is called Ikvis the Mashiach, the heel plays before Mashiach is coming. What, what, what's the connection? He explains as follows: Just like when the Jewish people left Egypt, and we went to receive the Torah, so in order to create a preparation. For the revelation that we receive when we receive the Torah, what we just learned, you have to have, you have to create a concealment. And, was, and what was the concealment that we had to receive the Torah? The concealment and the and and uh, and the and the lacking was the exile of Egypt, which that was the 
emptiness and the lacking before the creation. So now as Jeremiah Shav explained, just like we learned that in order to create something new, you have to create a vacuum. In order to create the tremendous revelation of Matan Torah, you have to have unfortunately the pain and the suffering of going into, going into Egypt. So the same thing also when it comes to the Torah, the teaching of Mashiach which is the, 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 the inner part teaching of the Torah, Primis of Torah, that what is the preparation to receive this powerful revelation what's going to be what Mashiach is going to teach us Torah, that's unfortunately the, the lack and the emptiness and the concealment of all the exiles, and especially this last exile that we're in right now, and especially in the Ikhvis and the Mashiach, the heel space right before Mashiach is coming, which was we know this is the longest Exile, and it's the most bitter exile, which creates the most uh, intense emptiness. But on the other hand, because we're going to have, because we have this intense emptiness, we will come to the ultimate um, true uh, creation, which is the, re- the the redemption, the true redemption, the complete redemption. And after this redemption, there's not going to be any more exile. And everyone says, how, well, how do you know it's not going to be any more exile? Because it's impossible that we're going to have, that there, there exists a greater exile than the exile that we're in right now. And because you cannot have such a greater exile, and the exile is so deep, so therefore the redemption, the creation, the redemption is going to be much, much huge, and, and, and because we're going to have such a redemption, we're never going to be able to have such a, a great redemption, and that's why it's going to be the, la- the last redemption for the Jewish people. And Rabbi finished off and he says, it should be the will of Hashem, it should happen very, very soon, with Mashiach coming. And he should take us standing up, Teretz HaKodesh, with, with uh, our youth and with our elders, with our children, our sons and our daughters, and you're finished off, it should happen, B'meheira, B'yameinu, Mamash, very quickly in our days, in a literal way. So here we have another powerful Hasidic discourse of the Rebbe, which a very, very practical and powerful teaching that in order to, that, that the gift of Matan Torah is the essence of Hashem gets revealed. But in order to be a vessel for it, it has to create um, a, a, a level of acceptance, a level of, of, of humility. And the Rebbe brings it off to, to on, on, a, on a bigger scale to say that unfortunately, in order to create to create something new, like Matan Torah, we have to have going out, we have to have the, the exile of Egypt. The same thing also in order to we see the tremendous revelations what it's going to be like when Mashiach comes we have to have the gullus that we're in which is pretty 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 bitter and pretty pretty dark but the good news Rebbe says is this is going to be this is the last gullus and that's going to be the last gullah and let's hope that the Rebbe finishes off it happens very very soon and God willing our next class will be Yerushalayim Yerakoidish have a great and blessed week Shavua Tov